every day is Saturday. It sure is right here at Casinos USA. And welcome to our 152nd podcast. That's episode 152. Are you going to answer this question? Are boomers too old for Vegas? Hope you enjoyed our new opening. <laughs> Peter Gunn, that's Henry Mancini and the orchestra. What a big hit that was. Still love that song. Peter Gunn. Okay, take it right off a television serial. Oh, boy. Okay, we're ready to start the show without any further delay. Listen, certainly Las Vegas has changed their approach. They're moving away from the senior citizen boomers, and they're like, you know, looking to Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z generations. But yet, to the surprise of many, the boomers came back in the first quarter of the year. The boomers are back in Vegas, and they're gambling hard. Now, look, I'm going to be the first one to agree with you because I am a boomer. They may not be found at the pool parties or the casino clubs. And, you know, some of you won't even be found there <laughs> in your 30s. Uh, yeah, we'll still go to the pools in the morning and maybe sometimes in the afternoons. But, well, you got to watch that Vegas sun. And and you might even see uh, the boomers at certain bars and maybe even dancing a little. You know, hey, guilty as charged. But they will be at the fine dining restaurants and also at the bargain joints. Little Alice Island. <laughs> Little Four Queens. Oh, come on. Downtown. Oh, man, some of those good deals. And Ellis Island right behind the new horseshoe, the old Bally's. So they'll be standing in Starbucks lines and lines for Vegas shows. And they will be shopping in many of the upscale outlets and the discount ones, the discount ones too. <laughs> but listen, more often than not, you'll find them gambling. Gambling revenues rose about 15% on the Las Vegas Strip in the first quarter, and credit due to boomers. Yeah, but I'm going to go back to my initial point. It would be foolish, foolish to believe that boomers are the future of Las Vegas, because they are not. Yet as a boomer, um, I have to say, as boomers, Janie and I, we like some of the changes in Las Vegas, some of the changing that it's taking place in the gaming industry. Some of, some of the new slot machines are attractive. Yeah, they're kind of magnetic. They kind of draw you in. Uh, and we know that they're designed to capture the whims and desires of the millennials and the Gen Zers. But turning 38 this year, the oldest millennials are way into adulthood. By God, I hope when you're 38, you could say, hey, I'm an adult. The first year of Generation Z begins with the babies born in 1997 and ends with 2012, according to the Pew Research Center. So you can see that for the future, it's going to be about the millennials and more importantly, Gen Z, at least until the Generation Alpha, that one that comes after them, grows up. So again, speaking on behalf, <laughs> without being asked to, <laughs> of my boomer generation, in the positive, Vegas is now cleaner and brighter than it has ever been. Unfortunately, you know, like many, 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 too many American cities, it's perhaps more dangerous than it's ever been, too. And that's just the rising crime rate across the country. Not political here today, but something has to change. But we stay, we stay and, and, and we stay in Vegas. We love Las Vegas. 
Yeah, there's a lot of changes, you know, but the ones that we encounter are good. And I see a lot of Gen Z generation people in the casinos and, you know, they're playing table games. They're starting to play slot machines. And this was said this would never happen, that they wouldn't be associated with non-skilled games. But they are. And they're really drawn, really drawn to blackjack. And I still see many at the craps tables. And sometimes they uh, ask for advice. That's, you know, like, I guess our best advice is like, run like hell. <laughs> no, uh, seriously. I always say, sure, I'd be happy to talk to you. Let's just uh, step out of this game to do so. Okay, you know, casino managers are making slots. Um, the companies that design the slot machines are making them a more social game because so many have double seats. I really like that, particularly in tower craps, cylinder craps. The double seats makes it a lot of fun. You know, because the Gen Z generation is about social gathering, social settings, and you know, the casino hotels are rolling out tournaments at crowded pool parties, <laughs> any kind of tournament. You know, I understand that the Cosmopolitan is doing that. They're doing it presently by making gambling available um, at the pool and kind of encouraging one end of a pool to be a team A <laughs> and the other end to be team B. And you kind of get involved in that. So that's something to look for. We'll have to check that out because I'm sure we'll be at the Cosmo at some point. <laughs> in the coming year. Hey, I admit I won't be at a pool party, but I think it's a great idea to put gambling into the mix. It's a very good idea. And it, it's it's the approach that the younger crowd in general likes. It's popular, right? Make gambling a social activity somehow and in some way. And that's why I think about a sports book. You know, it makes it so appealing to sit with a group of friends and watch your team or teams, you know, it's a group setting. In fact, I just came back from Maryland Live two weeks ago. What a deal they have for stadium craps, roulette and blackjack, where you can sit and you're sitting, you know, at a chair similar to like you would sit at a casino, but there's a screen there and you, you pick your game. Now, there, it's live, you know, very close to you somewhere, maybe not right in front of you, is a craps uh, table a roulette wheel and a blackjack tables and they're playing live and you can get your chance to throw the, throw the dice as well but you know it's by sitting at one of those screens you could talk more you can you know it, it's I can understand the socialization thing you know and speaking of socializations that's that's why many boomers are back in casinos because it's about talking it's about seeing old friends you know chatting with dealers and other players just kind of enjoying the entire scene. For boomers, casinos are a happening. <laughs> That's my boomer language. <laughs> For the younger generations, casinos offer table pool, cornhole, bull riding, DJs at the pool, even bowling. <laughs> Pittsburgh Live, and I'm sure others, they have bowling lanes um, out there in our area. Hollywood at the Meadows actually has I think eight lanes for bowling. They have a whole section of uh, the resort designed for bowlers, you know. They also have horse racing there. So it's socialization, it's group activities, and that's making casinos a place to hang out, drink, dance, and increasingly, increasingly, 
if you look at the casino revenues across the country, it's back to being a place to gamble as well. You know, there's somewhat of an artificial division between the boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and Gen Z. Yeah, you can say it's, it's, it's about age and experiences. Yeah, but for many of us, for many of us, age becomes more than a birth date. And you might think, well, what else can it be? You know, you're born on a certain day and a certain year, and as the years go by, that's your age. Well, remember this, more than a time of life, more than a time of life, age can be a state of mind. And I know you can't stop yourself from aging. And so despite the physical limitations that aging can bring, I hear myself saying, I still love Las Vegas. <clears throat> Danny and I say, we still love Las Vegas. Now, looking back over my life as a boomer with my wife, I loved racing motorcycles. I loved racing motorcycles. But that's past tense because I'm not going to do it today. I use that verb in the past tense. I loved being a student at Notre Dame. <laughs> I'm not going to be a student now. I loved playing football. I loved amateur boxing, and I was pretty good at it. That's a past tense. But still in the present, I love my children. I love my grandchildren. I love my wife. I love my family. It's all present tense. And similarly, I, I can say that I love Las Vegas. So to answer and answer your way, but to answer the question, are boomers too old for Las Vegas? Uh, I say it comes down to one state of mind. If you think you are, then you are. But if you're still young at heart, if you still have that energy, if you still have that sense of fun and enjoyment, you know, some things in Vegas that I used to do, I'll maybe never do again. And there were things like that, you know, when I was younger, things that I could do. But it doesn't change my love for Las Vegas. So I could ask you this question. Are you too young for Las Vegas? <laughs> because if you're planning on going there just to drink, almost like a middle school student dreams of Las Vegas, and just passing out on the street, well, maybe you're too young for Las Vegas because gambling requires some sense of responsibility, you know, some sense of adulthood, and even hanging out in Las Vegas, particularly at night requires some responsibility and to be, you know, concerned about your safety. So how about that question? <laughs> Are you too young for Las Vegas? Well, you're not too young and I'm not too old. So that probably means I'm going to see you there along with Frankie Valley, <laughs> Frankie Valley, and some of the other boomers that are coming there. They're, you know, they're late eighties, nineties, man. They're still performing on the strip or off strip hotels. Gladys Knight, oh, God bless them all. I can't, there's so many of them. And Barry Manilow, boy, what a great voice. He's still out there. Yeah, big girls don't cry, right, Frankie? <laughs> They're still there. And, you know, for the younger set, I'd love to see Katy Perry at Resorts World. Boy, I hope I get a chance to do that this year. Man, I love how she sings. And, you know, you can pick and choose, but we all love Las Vegas. So let's agree. We all love Las Vegas. We're going to come back, and um, Janie's going to talk about something that occurs 
in the fall of the year in Las Vegas and last through February, and it's coming up. So, little breakaway music, and we shall return. <laughs> Well, what I was going to talk about, since the NFL released the schedule for the 23 fall season, the Raiders' first regular season home game is Sunday, September 24th. The game is the Sunday night football special on TV, so it'll be coast to coast, and that'll be after 8 p.m. in the Eastern time zone. But here in Vegas, it's a 5:20 kickoff. So the tailgate parties will be under the sun and not in the dark. Temperatures in September can be in the 90 degrees or higher. Actually, we were there last October, and it was over 100. In fact, it was about 100 as we waited outside the Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders play. We were going to the Notre Dame Shamrock Series game against BYU. Uh, now, when you get in the stadium, it's what seventy-two degrees. Seventy-two. So everything is fine, degrees. right? Everything is fine in there once you get in there. But the time you have outside waiting can be a little taxing. Now, I know there's a lot of buy-in tailgate parties that, that are run by organizations, and, and in fact, the Allegiant Stadium itself. But um, that old-fashioned tailgating from the trunk of your car, that type of thing, it's very limited there, and it's it's in a far a far parking lot, so. You certainly can join a tailgate, but um, you have to pay to do it. And, of right. course, that would involve, you know, your drinks and food and all that. So if you want to tailgate, it might be $100 a person. That's no kidding. Well, guess who's coming to Las Vegas for the home opener? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a classic game that's going to be. Hated rivals over the years, which probably started with the Franco Harris TD referred to as the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, it's fact that the Raiders never accepted that defeat in the 70s, and that really launched the Steelers' dynasty, you know, that particular game. It did. It definitely did, yes. Well, we just want to give a little word of advice because, in fact, uh, Coach Fav ran into a woman this morning who it's going to be her first time going to the stadium. Yeah, to Allegiant Stadium, and she's a big Steeler fan, and she has season tickets, so she has tickets to the away game at Allegiant Stadium on September 24th. And, man, she had no knowledge, so we thought, you know, this might be very helpful to other people um, because we went through it. We went there, we went to Allegiant Stadium, we did the whole gig. Well, the first thing you have to do is decide, you know, where – where and when you're going to book a room. And the sooner you try to book it, the better, because they will fill up fast. And, of course, they're going to have higher rates for game days and the day before the game. Yeah, you know, you're staying one expensive night that Saturday night. Um, We're saying do not... And maybe Sunday, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but that's only going to be an expensive night because Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are the most inexpensive nights. But... If you're thinking, well, I'll just fly in game day, well, we're saying, well, think it over because that may not work. Well, the way, if you get delayed at all, you, you may not make it. And there's so many delays anymore. So I would just say to be on the safe side and is to go the day before for sure. And then enjoy all the festivities. But it'll also give you a chance to find out. And you should also check and you 
it would be wise to book a room where the hotel has shuttles to Allegiant Stadium. Well, the south end of the strip is key. Um, and the thing is, as you get closer to that kickoff, the Las Vegas Strip basically just stops. So if you're thinking, well, I'm going to stay on Fremont Street and party all day, then go to the game, leave at 3, you might miss the first half. I'm telling you, it's so bad. So think about booking the south end of the Strip. And, and if you're not doing that, make sure you're, you're booking a place where there's uh, courtesy shuttles. Okay. Well, the south end of the Strip, the closest hotel to the stadium on the Strip is Mandalay Bay. There's Mandalay Bay, then the Luxor, then there's Excalibur, and New York, New York. Now, you can walk from New York, New York to Excalibur. At Excalibur, you can get a tram at the hotel, and that will take you through the Luxor and then on to Mandalay Bay. There's no charge for these shuttles or no for these charge. trams. And from Mandalay Bay, you can walk. You can walk to the stadium because they stop traffic, and there's right. hundreds they, of people they they walking they, on the road, so you're they, safe. They stop, stop traffic, block the street. And you have a free entrance to the stadium. Now, it, it's a little bit of a hike, but not much. I, many, many, many people walk it. But the big ticket is to realize what temperature it is that day and that you keep hydrated. Keep a bottle of water with you. And also maybe wear a hat, wear sunscreen, Make sure you have your medications. Make sure if you are on a medication that's sensitive to the outside temperatures that you're aware of that. And make sure if you have medications that are on body patches or packets that, you know, they're realize they can be affected by the temperature outside also. And you may have to stand in the sun for a while before you get into the stadium. Now, the other thing is it's covered stadium, so you're going to be very comfortable but when you come out, it's going to be dark. And that's why we were talking about shuttles, because they have a designated place where they leave you off pregame and pick you up postgame, pick you up postgame. However, if you are a walker, now you're walking back across that same road, which traffic is still stopped, but it's in the dark. And for some, that may not be appealing. So that's why the shuttle is something to consider. And if you're thinking about catching a cab, you might have an hour, an hour oh, wow. wait. Oh, wow, yeah. That, an Uber, a cab, or any of those rides, that's all very iffy. Actually, if you know somebody who could take you there, drop you off, that's what happens with a lot of residents in the area. They just get uh, someone in the family or a friend, a neighbor, to take them there and j just drop them off, then come back and get them. Now, if you have a rental car for you know a day or two, it might not be a bad idea. But we're talking uh, parking from $60 up, and it's going to be an online gig. In other words, you, you get it before you go to the game. You don't, there's not a parking lot you can pull into, you know, and say, I'm right, going to park no. it's all It's all, you know, online. You have to do it all online, uh, prearranged. And all NFL stadiums are the same. It's all digital tickets as well, you know. So that's a done deal. Whoever you're using to get those tickets, whomever, I should say, it's a done deal. It's digital. That's the only kind of ticket you have. There are no hard tickets anymore. Right. I will also tell you that you have to have, and most stadiums are like this, you have to have a clear bag, and it can only be a certain size. But almost every hotel sells those clear bags, but they can be 
you know, sixty to one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, even. we saw. They say a stadium legal on it. You know, that's right. how they're advertised. Yeah, right. Um, but you can get them for. I think the cheapest ones we saw are ten dollars, maybe thirteen, and they had them all over the place. So, but you will have to have that. And remember, you know, that heat there. Uh, if you want to take a snack or something, um, it can melt. So don't take anything that's uh, going to be subject to melting in the heat because the heat is very intense. Remember, I mean, that's one of the hottest places. There's rarely any clouds. There's no very few trees. It's a desert. Right. So <laughs> it's a desert. keep that in mind. But the, uh, the other side of that is, and if you are um, follow the NFL or just follow the sports in general, Allegiant Stadium earned more money than any other NFL stadium because it runs events all year. They know what they're doing. It's so organized. There's so much security. Actual police officers, police officers everywhere. It's a fantastic stadium. To me, there's no rival to that stadium. No, I, so I would agree. And it was built with there are no bad seats in that stadium. So don't worry about any seat that you might get there designed to for everyone to be able to see and they can it, it's just it's a lovely stadium it's a comfortable stadium um the only problem is getting back and forth but that's true in any city in any and city yeah. i've all often said before uh las vegas had the legalized uh professional sports that what a city that's the one city that can maintain and hold that as many people as go to these games now we want to close with this though and uh, janie please share your thoughts Remember, the Raiders are from Oakland, California. Well, and on right. game day, thousands... Or the day before, too. ...come out of California All with the, this that passion. Raider Nation is from Oakland, oh, and they will come. We were there for a Monday night football They're game, the first yeah, the Monday first night football Monday game. Monday night football. And, and we're, you know, we're Steelers fans, and we grew up in the Pittsburgh area, and the Steelers were Well, I was a Ra Raider rolls. fan that night. But we were Raider fans <laughs> that night. We had our Las Vegas Raider Nation <laughs> Shirts on. And I'll tell you what, everybody was very friendly. We were at the Luxor, which was right there. Yeah, and that's the other thing. There are watch parties at the hotels. Like, So if you're not going to the stadium, you can go to an actual party with huge screens outside, or you could watch it in a sports book, and you can right. pay for you, a seat yeah, in a sports book. Yeah, you can book. still participate. In fact, I have made a statement to Coach Fab that we will be going to the Super Bowl when it's there in 24. Now, we may not be going to the actual stadium for the game, but I will be in Las Vegas yeah. to enjoy everything that's going on. You heard it here first. Well, Janie, we hope we helped everyone out. Is it worth it to go to Vegas for this? Yes, Absolutely. Yes, yes. It's just we wanted to warn you and prepare you for some of the things. Find your hotel well, now. Book you your room now. as long as you make arrangements ahead of time. Yeah, book them, but book them now. And, and ask, don't be afraid to ask or intimidated to ask anybody in the hotel uh, if you have a question about getting there, getting back. Anything. Or, anything. Yeah, anything. Just, make, just ask. And I uh, get the digital copy of the Las Vegas Review Journal. That's the daily newspaper of the Las Vegas area and Southern Nevada. And the casinos are advertising rooms now. And... You wait another month and a half, and you might be unable to get even close to Allegiant Stadium. So do that now. You can always cancel. That's the thing about Vegas reservations. You can always cancel, but make your reservations soon. And thank you, Janie, for stopping in today. Anytime.
If you want to contact us, remember, just go on Facebook, join our Facebook group, Casinos USA. Um, you can private message Coach Fab, uh, ask Donnie Mike, and uh, I'll get back to you. Uh, there's 1,500 people belonging to our Casinos Facebook group, and you're certainly welcome. And there's no charge for anything that we do. Our podcasts are monetized, and we're paid by our pre-podcast and sometimes post-podcast advertisers. Thank you so much. Casinos USA is still a place where every day is Saturday. Every day is Saturday.